The PGA Championship is upon us, and we've got 20 club pros in the tournament. What are they feeling, and how can they use it to their advantage? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for joining uh, me today, appreciate it. This is the first day of the PGA Championship. It just got started. I'll be turning on the television and joining all of you as we kind of watch them navigate through Beth Page Black. And the uh, super difficult warning, um, driving's going to be very important, uh, all of that. It's going to be really cool. But something that I was thinking about, as you, you consider the PJ Championship, uh, the U.S. Open, too, with the, their qualifying, it's just amazing to think about the, the Masters with the amateurs coming into to play. You've got these big events, these majors, where you've got, you know, kind of regular Joes like us, obviously... Um, Club pros are different than, than we do. They do it full-time for a living, but they don't get to play a whole lot. They teach a lot of lessons. Some play more than others. Our, uh, our current head pro, who was just made head pro this year, is uh, one named Chris Moody. He's been a very prominent tournament winner here within Utah, but also has done well nationally in club pro tournaments. So he's one that, um, he's an interesting, in fact, we'll, I, I've talked to him about being on the podcast He's amazing because he doesn't really practice as much as all of us seem to think we need to, but he always plays well. So he's got some secrets we need to somehow another pull out of him, and, and we'll try to do that. But anyways, I, as I thought about this and I thought about tournament play, there is so many good things that come from tournament, ter- tournament play. And I learned this early on uh, when I was working with uh, Fred Shoemaker. Again, it's been over a decade now, and... Um, and we were working on sort of becoming a conscious golfer instead, a subconscious golfer instead of conscious golfer, getting out of our heads. There's a lot of different terms we use for that. Um, and, and trying to figure out where we needed to work on our game. That's always something that's a problem as well. And, and we've tried to combat that here on Data Access Golf by creating benchmarks that we can analyze our game against. So we can always be working on those things that are weakest. I do think that you have to track your progress in order to really get better, just so we're always working on the things that matter. Anyway, um, during this sort of process, when I was trying to get better at golf and trying to play golf more like Fred Shoemaker was kind of teaching us how to play golf, I uh, found myself trying to qualify for different tournaments for the Utah State Amateur and different things, uh, playing in club championships, playing in different match play events. I'm doing a lot of that as I was getting back into golf and dealing with my 18 handicap at the time and trying to get that lower. And it was a really great journey. Obviously, you know, now we've gotten down close to scratch and I've learned a lot of things and done a lot of stuff. But a lot of that learning and a lot of that improvement came from tournament play. And it's not because you can't learn any other way, because I believe you can. I, I believe that there, with technology and things, we've changed the game a little bit and how we can learn to play better golf. We can do it more remotely. We don't necessarily to be on the driving range all the time. Uh, it's really great. It's, this is a great time to be learning how to improve at golf because we have so many cool technologies to help us do that. But after you've learned 
um, these techniques, after you've improved, after you learn your swing a little bit more, after you've learned your real feels versus your, your false feels, all that stuff that we've talked about, you go into a tournament setting and you put them to the test. That's where you add the pressure and see what leaks, see what breaks down, see where you go. You can really learn quickly where you have to go back and focus. So much like we use the benchmarks to see where the weakness is in our game, but that's kind of an everyday game. We can do the same thing playing tournament golf and just see, you know, where we fall apart. There's a couple things, there's a couple benefits to doing it that way. One, when I went into a tournament thinking to myself, and it didn't happen the first few because I didn't catch on, I'm a little bit slow. Um, And so I didn't catch on initially that there was this great opportunity to learn Um, because you'd go into that fight or flight mode and just basically hold on for dear life and try to keep everything together and score well. And it was all about the score and which is a, that's a horrible way to pick play golf. Well, it's a, a more difficult way to play good golf. And so I went into the first few in this panic mode, fight or flight, and just tried to hold on for dear life. And you'll know if you've done this because at the end of the tournament, you will be exhausted, right? I mean, you'll just be completely exhausted, spent emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you know, just exhausted. And that's, that is, um, that's a whole lot of using your conscious mind in fight or flight. It's exhausting. It's you burning a lot of calories. You're exhausted. And that's when I was like, okay, there's something wrong here, right? I should be super excited about being here. I should be energized. I should be, and I wasn't. I was feeling like, geez, let's try to just get through these 18 holes without embarrassing myself. And uh, I don't want to finish, you know, I just don't want to finish dead last. If I finish somewhere in the middle of the pack, I can say I played this tournament. I wasn't the worst one. And I can go home and pretend like the whole thing didn't happen, right? There Rarely did any idea come into my head that I could possibly win the thing. It was just trying to not embarrass myself. That seemed to be the main goal. And that's how I played the first few tournaments, kind of getting back into golf. And as I went along with Fred and started thinking about everything and processing things, I started to realize that, and so now when you went, I went out to play golf, I was trying to learn something, right? I was always trying to um, not play consciously, play subconsciously, figure out the difference between the two, really compare practice swing versus real swing and and see if I could recognize differences. That changes the way you learn. Well, when you go out into tournament mode and you have this fight or flight, the pressure, the competition, um, it feels like the eyeballs are on, you feel like it's, you know, this score means more somehow that you've put on, you know, this heaped pressure that gives you the opportunity to see your weaknesses and learn more. It's fascinating. And when I went into tournaments thinking, you know what, I'm going to learn a ton and looked forward to what I was going to learn instead of what I was going to shoot, I inevitably shot much better. And at the end of the round, I could have played another 18 and had a great time doing it. And so I found the difference in energy levels amazing, but I also found the difference and it was because the experience on the course was completely different. I wasn't so tied to outcome as I was to just enjoying the effort I was making, the learning I was doing, and comparing the two swings. It became a really, a really fun, rich experience 
And were there nerves there? Sure. You know, you're standing on a first tee and you got a bunch of people sitting around you or in the club championship, we went into a, a sudden death playoff and you've got, geez, I don't know, 80 golf carts following you along. It's an odd gallery when you play in a private country club with golf carts, but it's a, it's an invigorating experience. But when I was in the learning space instead of the survival space, so much better, so much more fun. So my recommendation, and again, to these 20 PGA Tour Pro, I mean, these, the club pros that are out playing in the PGA Championship, I'm just so excited for them. And I just hope that their minds are in a place where they're just taking it all in and learning. Because if they're learning, they're going to love it. And if they're in survival mode, they're going to be exhausted by the end of it, right? It's not like Beth Page Black is in a brutal test of golf anyway. But if they can just stay in the place where they're learning and fascinated and interested in comparing and and trying to to just stay, we use the word stay present a lot. And I know that that's not right. We either got past or future. Present is such a small, finite, tiny little sliver of time. It's kind of hard to be present. But what we're trying to say is to be in the moment, experience the moment, enjoy the moment and not get so caught up in the thoughts and the craziness and the fight or flight in your head but really pay attention to, to what you're learning. And if you do that, you will be able to see, you know, does, does, my, does my putting go south when I've got pressure on myself? And why is that? And pay attention to what you're thinking about and what you're focused on. You're, are you focused on something outside of you? Or are you focused in your head? Is it the thoughts or are the thoughts of, man, if I miss this, it'll be embarrassing. Or man, I just got to get this close. Or I think it's uphill. All of that stuff can be very... Um, exhausting those types of thoughts you know how's your how's your round the green game um, how, how are you driving the ball and, and do you have any tendencies you know when when you're on when pressure's on do you tend to pull things left or, or you know pull things or push things or you know what are those weaknesses just be in that moment and learn how you perform pay attention to how your body's reacting pay attention to how frequently you go small in your head, thinking about stuff. And, and, and then on the, conversely, pay, pay attention to how you go big, right? And then kind of embrace the whole scenery and the course and the people that you're with. Um, pay attention to if you're, if you're analyzing the green as you're walking up to it to kind of see the slopes of the green so you have a better chance of, of putting a good putt on the ball. See if when you're analyzing the fairway off the front tee, are you, are you looking at the trouble and getting caught in the trouble? Or are you really focused on a target and letting it go to a target? The cool thing about it is you can be very deliberate when you're playing golf, but when you put pressure in a tournament sense, you can instantly go back up into your head. The conscious mind is just, is right? It's, it's about keeping us safe. And so anytime you present something that makes us uncomfortable, the conscious mind will just fight like crazy to take control and try to just make it so you don't feel embarrassed. So you, um, it's just fight or flight. It's just crazy. So um, pay attention to that. I'm going to try to, as we watch these players, I'm going to try these, these 20. I think I'll be more fascinated in them, at least for these first two days, just to see when they're interviewed, are they happy, invigorated? Are they tired? What they talk about and I think we'll be able to gauge if they were really present and enjoying the experience of learning or if they were just in fight or flight trying to stay alive out there. And we'll be able to figure that out. But what a cool thing. I just, 
what a great opportunity to go out and learn to be better at golf is to get into competitive environments. I'm saying I, I don't, I, over the course of the last 18 months, I really haven't done that much. 18 months ago, I played in a tournament really for the last time. And it's the last time I sort of felt it. I had a bad wrist. It was wrapped up and everything. But I was still trying to learn through the pain. And we had such a good time and enjoyed it so much. It was great. And I've missed that. So I look forward to getting back in and doing that. I hope you are too. Please take the opportunity when you're playing in a tournament to learn what your golf game is. It's exact state. You will see the leaks. You will know what you need to work on. And it may be different from the benchmarks because those are really done under non-pressure situations. We might find something that's a little bit different, but it's probably not going to be because of your um, the, the physical nature of your golf swing. It's probably going to be interference from your mind and going conscious instead of being subconscious. So anyway, t- pay attention to that. Hopefully that's helpful. To sum out there, tournament golf is great. Learn from it. Have fun with it. And let's enjoy the PGA Championship. Okay, signing off to watch the tournament. We'll be back uh, later. And uh, until then, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com. And we'll see you on the next episode.